No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord judges the two adulterous sisters, Ohola and Ohalaba, representing Israel and Judah, so that their lewdness and idolatry will cease. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 23 on Simply the Bible. There is probably no greater pain than to be the victim of adultery. The innocent partner is left devastated when his or her life partner has cheated and reneged on their marriage vows. It is the deepest violation of trust. This was also a fitting model for God to express his pain over the loss of love from Samaria of Israel and Jerusalem of Judah. Both had acted as adulterous sisters who had been unfaithful to their husband and prostituted themselves with other lovers. God named Samaria Ohola and Jerusalem Ohalaba. Both had made alliances with Gentile nations rather than trusting in the Lord, and they soon went after the gods of those nations, committing idolatry and spiritual adultery. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 23, verse 22, where God pronounces the judgment he would bring upon Jerusalem. Therefore, O Halibah, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will stir up your lovers against you, from whom you have alienated yourself, and I will bring them against you from every side, the Babylonians, all the Chaldeans, Pekod, Shoah, Koah, all the Assyrians with them, all of them desirable young men, governors and rulers, captains and men of renown, all of them riding on horses, and they shall come against you with chariots, wagons, and war horses, with a horde of people. They shall array against you buckler, shield, and helmet all around. I will delegate judgment to them, and they shall judge you according to their judgments. So God would stir up these lovers, the nations that they had made alliances with, God would stir them up against Jerusalem. Now they had entered into this alliance because King Zedekiah had sought Babylon's help against Egypt. But after making this alliance, then King Zedekiah broke it. And so they alienated themselves from the Babylonians and now God would bring them against Jerusalem. They were desirable young men. God puts this in terms as though these promiscuous women would look at these young men, desiring them lustfully, wanting them rather than their husband, and yet God would bring them against them, not for love, but to make war against them. I will set my jealousy against you, and they shall deal furiously with you. They shall remove your nose and your ears, and your remnant shall fall by the sword. They shall take your sons and your daughters, and your remnant shall be devoured by fire. They shall also strip you of your clothes and take away your beautiful jewelry. Thus I will make you cease your lewdness and your harlotry brought from the land of Egypt so that you will not lift your eyes to them nor remember Egypt anymore. So as a jealous husband, God would now set his jealousy against them and the Babylonians would remove their nose and their ears. Now, in Mesopotamia, an adulteress was punished with facial mutilation. 
she would be made so ugly that no one else would desire her. Then she would also bear her shame and guilt publicly. Similarly, Jerusalem would be made so unattractive that no other potential lovers would be interested. God would bring the sword and captivity for her children, the fire, and ultimately would strip her naked. I will make you cease your harlotry brought from Egypt. And so even back from Egypt, they had gone after idols and now they had continued that idolatry throughout their entire time in the promised land. And now God will use this to cause them to cease their harlotry. For thus says the Lord God, surely I will deliver you into the hand of those you hate, into the hand of those from whom you alienated yourself. They will deal hatefully with you, take away all you have worked for and leave you naked and bare. The nakedness of your harlotry shall be uncovered both your lewdness and your harlotry. I will do these things to you because you have gone as a harlot after the Gentiles because you have become defiled by their idols. You have walked in the way of your sister. Therefore, I will put her cup in your hand. So God would deliver them into the hands of their enemies and the nakedness of her harlotry would be uncovered. Here's the thing, we don't ultimately get by with anything because as we are told in Hebrews 4.13, there's no creature hidden from God's sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And so God says, I'm going to expose all of this. You've gone as a harlot after the Gentiles and you have defiled yourself with their idols and you have walked in the same way as your sister Samaria. Now, Samaria had gone after the Assyrians who had turned on her, and Jerusalem had gone after the Babylonians who were going to do the same thing. Thus says the Lord God, you shall drink of your sister's cup, the deep and wide one. You shall be laughed to scorn and held in derision. It contains much. You will be filled with drunkenness and sorrow, the cup of horror and desolation, the cup of your sister Samaria. You shall drink and drain it. You shall break its shards and tear at your own breasts. For I have spoken, says the Lord God. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have forgotten me and cast me behind your back. Therefore, you shall bear the penalty of your lewdness and your harlotry. And so even as Samaria had drank the cup of God's judgment, so now Jerusalem would drink the same cup. Now, this is one cup no one would want to drink from. And though they had appealed to their lovers, their, their lovers would now laugh them to scorn, laughing behind their back at their calamities. God said, you shall drink the cup and break its shard. So drink it and drain it to the point that you're going to break it into pieces. That's how severely they were going to drink God's judgment. You shall tear at your own breasts just speaking here of the agony that they were going to go through, uh, through the sword and captivity and so forth. Because you have forgotten me and cast me behind your back. And that's the real issue here. They had forgotten the one who had brought them out of Egypt, who had brought them to Mount Sinai, entered a marriage covenant with them, made them his special treasure, and yet they said they would keep his commandments, but they didn't. They forgot about God. They cast his commandments behind their back. And so... 
God said, you played the harlot, so this is now what's going to come upon you. The Lord also said to me, son of man, will you judge Ohola and Ohalaba? Then declare to them their abominations, for they have committed adultery and blood is on their hands. They have committed adultery with their idols and even sacrificed their sons whom they bore to me, passing them through the fire to devour them. Moreover, they have done this to me. They have defiled my sanctuary on the same day and profaned my Sabbaths. For after they had slain their children for their idols on the same day, they came into my sanctuary to profane it. And indeed, thus they have done in the midst of my house. So God says, Ezekiel, will you judge them? Then declare to them their abominations that they have committed. They have blood on their hands. They had sacrificed their own children, which God never, ever told them to do. But this was part of the rituals of the pagan nations. Now, in the worship of these pagan deities, there was much sexual immorality and many unwanted pregnancies. And so part of the way they would deal with that would be to sacrifice their children to the god Molech, to heat his arms up in the fire and then put their babies there and sacrifice their own children. And then God said, and then you come on my Sabbaths into my sanctuary and you defile it. You come in after you've done these things as though nothing is wrong. And God would not put up with this anymore. Furthermore, you sent for men to come from afar to whom a messenger was sent. And there they came and you washed yourself for them, painted your eyes and adorned yourself with ornaments. You sat on a stately couch with a table prepared before it on which you had set my incense and my oil. And so here they had adorned themselves like a harlot, getting ready, preparing herself for her lovers and uh, sat on a couch, even set out a table that had her husband's incense and oil upon it. The sound of a carefree multitude was with her. The Sabaeans were brought from the wilderness with men of the common sort who put bracelets on their wrists and beautiful crowns on their heads. And so she was so promiscuous that she would even open herself up for these Sabaeans. It's a play on words because the word sounds like drunkards, but they were sort of the lowest class of people from the wilderness. And yet she didn't care. She opened herself up for them as well. Then I said concerning her who had grown old in adulteries, will they commit harlotry with her now and she with them? And yet they went into her as men go into a woman who plays the harlot. Thus they went into Ahola and Ahalaba, the lewd women. But righteous men will judge them after the manner of adulteresses and after the manner of women who shed blood because they are adulteresses and blood is on their hands. And so God would bring forth righteous judgment against them according to the law. The penalty for adultery and murder was the death penalty, and this is what would occur. For thus says the Lord God, bring up an assembly against them, give them up to trouble and plunder. The assembly shall stone them with stones and execute them with their swords. They shall slay their sons and their daughters and burn their houses with fire. Thus I will cause lewdness to cease from the land that all women may be taught not to practice your lewdness. They shall repay you for your lewdness 
and you shall pay for your idolatrous sins, and then you shall know that I am the Lord God. So God would give them over to the trouble and plunder of the Babylonians who would defeat them with the stones and swords and fire. And in this way, God would cause their lewdness finally to cease. And of course, it would cure them of their idolatry. But God would also make them an example. God would show what he would do to judge his people so that the nations would fear the Lord and know that he is a God of justice. But even more importantly, that his own people would know that he is Yahweh, the Lord, their God. Now we say, oh, how terrible that the Jews would forsake the Lord like this. But haven't we turned from God and his commandments in our nation? Isn't our culture parading its lewdness and sexual immorality as though nothing were wrong? Isn't it worshiping created things rather than the creator? We're told in the Bible that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And everything is naked before the one to whom we will give an account. We are also told that love of this world is as committing adultery against God. So may God turn our hearts away from the things of this world that are polluting his people, away from the idols of this world, and turn our hearts back to him before it is too late. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. It really helps a lot. Tomorrow, we'll see where the Lord gives a parable of meat in a boiling pot to show that he will purge Jerusalem of her sin. Ezekiel's wife dies, but he does not mourn as a sign to the people. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible. 